Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. said this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, of Christ, for it is the power of God unto, sal- uh, unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 17, Paul again writing, and he says this, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom uh, uh, knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Verse 22, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. I lost my place. There it is. Verse 23, but we, but we preach Christ crucified under the Jews a stumbling block and under the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and of wisdom. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love, your grace, your mercy. I pray, Lord, you'd help me. Lord, you know what's been on my heart, what's on my mind, and I pray, God, that you would help me. Lord, if you would, uh, Lord, deter the distractions for just a few minutes and help me, Lord, just to do the things that you'd have for us to do. Speak to our hearts and lives. Help us, we pray. Encourage us in the faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I've been hung up on this thought for some time, and I got ready to transfer all this over to my iPad, and it didn't work, and then it didn't want to print, and I've just been, I've just been a little bit of a mess uh, this afternoon, and I know there's some things going on, but uh, in this text, and so if I turn pages more than normal, if you'll excuse me, uh, I will, I will appreciate it. But in these two verses, in these two texts, Paul is talking about the gospel of Christ and the preaching of the gospel of Christ and the power and the effect that it has. I did a very quick Google search this afternoon, and I just put in Google, just put the word cross in, hit enter. And if I, if I read the number correctly, it was 5.4, if I'm correct, billion entries were found regarding the cross. When we think about the cross, we think about it, and we think about it in, in our lives, and it is, we find the cross everywhere. You see the cross on clothing, and you see the cross on jewelry. Uh, you see it on roadsides. With, uh, there, there are signs. I'm trying to remember uh, where we were. Maybe up going up towards uh, up 85, uh, there's a, a massive white cross that's been erected, just a, a if ginormous is okay to say, it was a ginormously large uh, cross that's erected on the side of the road. 
And we see it, you see it on the roadsides. You see it where people have died in accidents and they go and they put up little makeshift crosses. Crosses are used for uh, all kinds of things. And, and, and the world, uh, it's not foreign to the world. There are people who know nothing about God that wear crosses and have them hang around their necks. They, they, they don't have any, any semblance of Christianity in their life, but the cross is there. And so <coughs> throughout history... We and throughout time and, and places, we see these things. We see how the cross is sometimes used in sporting events, and, and, and there are players who make plays and they stop and they kneel and they, and they make symbols of the cross, and uh, we see it on medical facilities. And so it's a representation. But my question is, is, what is it to you? I was thinking about this afternoon about how uh, that words can be. Uh, we can say the same thing and have such different meanings. You can ask a child to do something and they can say, yes, sir. Or they can say, yes, sir. There's such a variance to it. You can tell someone to do something or get, you can say, I can say, yeah, or I can say, yeah. My wife can ask me a question and, or I can ask her a question. And she can say, it's fine, or she can say, it's fine. And we all know the difference in fine and fine. The two different words have two totally different meanings. But my question is, what's it to you? What is the cross to you? It's a symbol, yes. It's, a, it, it's, a, it's many things, but what is it to you in your life? And, and we read the two verses. We understand it is the power of God unto salvation. But what is it in your life? What does it mean to us? I, I hate, I, when I was in Bible college, I remember hearing Russell Rice, and uh, a hero of the faith to me, that was giving a, a, one of the lectures in one of the classes, and, and Dr. Rice would give us these outlines, and, and he would look up over his glasses and sitting at his desk, and he'd say, now boys, write this one down, this is a good one. Now, I remember being a young man and thinking to myself, and I know I've shared this story, at least with some of you, if not all of you, and maybe more than one time, I tend to do that. But I remember go in my mind writing it down because I was a good young man, and he said do it, and I'm going to follow orders, and I loved him, and he was a good man. I'll write it down. Here's what he said. He said, there's going to come a week where you're preaching, and you, you're just going to get really, you're going to be, you'll be, you'll be covered up. He said, you'll, he said, you'll work all week, you'll visit all week, you'll, you'll just be tied up, and you'll get ready, and there'll be nothing. You'll just be, feel like you don't have anything at all to preach. He said, when that happens, turn over and preach this message. In my mind, I said, that's, no, no, that's not going to happen to me. I'm not doing that. If the Lord can't give me a message, I just won't preach. And so, I was in Branford, Florida for five and a half years, and one week I worked all week long, and we had people in the hospital, all, one of all six of them, and we would uh, go, and so we spent, we were busy, and all day Saturday we were visiting, and, and Saturday evening I would start, I would try to get in the, my, my office and sit at my desk and try to get a message. I studied, and I studied, and I studied. It was like there was nothing. I know that's not very spiritual, 
But I got up the next morning early, and I'm like, hey, you know, listen, just stay with it. God's going to give us a message. And I got up the next morning, and I studied, 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 and I'm watching the clock, and, and you can see the, the buzzer is going to go off, and, and you're, you're in trouble. And I remember sitting there going, what are you going to do? And I could hear his voice going, when you get in one of those places, turn over and preach this message. And I, I don't have it in this Bible. I think it's in this Bible I got left up here, uh, where I wrote that message down. And I went thumbing through my Bible, uh, you know, just as fast as I could get through it. Where, where's that message? Where's that message? And I got to it, and I looked at it, and studied a little bit, hung just a little meat on it, and got up in the pulpit and preached. I was in the, at the Ark Encounter a few uh, back last year, maybe a year before. And I heard, and, I'm, and I've shared this with some of you, but I heard Ken Ham. He called it a talk. He gave a talk, and he was talking about this text. And he was using it in reference to America and how, how we are. But as I began to think about this text, I began to think about this message, I got to thinking about how the truth is, is that there's really, if when someone hears the message of Christ, there's only really three responses. There's only really three things or see three ways it seems like it, and if there's more don't burst my bubble yet just wait till later it'd be more fun but there's only really three good responses and we find them in these texts we see and think about the cross and I thought about the preaching of the gospel and how they're synonymous in Mark chapter 13 verse 10 the Bible said and the gospel must be first published among all nations that's what preacher was talking about a moment ago. And, and, and thank God that we have missionaries that go into all the world and preach the gospel. But man, it's so, how great is it to have a, a, a ministry uh, like Brother Lentz's that is, he, he's help carrying supplies and helps. And, uh, but man, he's doing so much more than that. He, he's preaching and, and holding meetings and how great it is to be involved in someone that is preaching the gospel. It must be published in all the nations. We need the world to hear that Jesus saves. In Mark 15, 16, 15, you know this. He said, and he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is our charge. That is our challenge. That is what we have, have been given to do. I'll attend a funeral in a few days, and the truth is, is I really don't want to be there. But I'm going to tell you what, uh, my, my charge, my challenge, my, the calling of God in our life, God has called us to preach the gospel. There, there's, there's nothing else that will suffice that. There's nothing that fills the void of our lives more than preaching the word of God. We just, you, you just, in, you, it's, you, you, it's oxygen, it's air. But well, the truth is, is that we, the gospel is only viewed in a few manners. Romans chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible said, talking about Paul, said, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be a, an apostle, separated unto the gospel. In our, text, in our text there, back in 1 Corinthians, there's several things there that I want you to see. In, in verse number 22, let's see, let's just go down through that text for just a moment. In verse, chapter 1, verse 17 of 1 Corinthians, the Bible said, For Christ sent me not to baptize. Paul is talking, or Paul is writing. It's about Paul's life. He said, but to preach the gospel. He said, not with the wisdom of words. It's not about me. It's not about him. Lest the cross of Christ be, should be made of none effect. 
And he said, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Skip down to verse number 21, where it said, he, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Verse 22. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks, foolishness. Now I'm going to give you what he said, Dr. Ham, and then I'm going to relate the things that have been on my heart and then maybe we'll go home. He was talking about how that America uh, you, was, you, that, how the transition, the change in America, how that in years past we've been very Christian. Even people who, uh, we go on visitation, it's still true for the most part, it's still true here in the South, it's still true in our area. You go knock on doors, you ask somebody, do you know Christ as your Savior? And most of them are going to say yes. Most of them have some semblance of morality. They understand what right and wrong is, and they, but they just something about it. They, just, they, they, they like the idea of Jesus. They just don't want all of Jesus. But there are places and parts of the world where there's no such thing as truth. There's no such thing as right and wrong. It's however you feel. Whatever your feelings are about a matter. But we know that the, the, the Bible told us, and I say this uh, uh, without, uh, I, I feel like I may say it too often, but it can't be, it can't, it's not incorrect. Let God be true and every man a liar. This is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So we understand that this is the truth. So Dr. Ham's, uh, his his persuasion was, is that in the course of years, that America has changed. And at one time, all we had to convince someone of in order to, to, to see them saved was that they already knew they were lost. And all we had to do was convince them to accept Christ and to forsake their sins and follow Jesus. His... his thought was is that now we've reached the point where we've got to go back and tell them and help them understand that there is truth that there is a right and wrong that there is a God we see we talked about the mission field and praise God for missionaries and we need them but we are very very fast and very quickly becoming a mission field like so many other mission fields where they don't even understand what sin is That we are indeed sinners. And so I began to look at this text and I got to thinking about that there's, there, there are really only three responses to the preaching of the cross. The first one is the one that's found with the Jews. In, in there he said for, uh, uh, in verse, was it 21 to 22? He said, for, we, for the Jews require sign and the Greeks... Seek after wisdom, verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified and unto the Jews a stumbling block. So here's what he said. The preaching of Christ to the Jews was a stumbling block. Why? Why was it a stumbling block to the Jews? Because the Jews knew who God was. 
They knew what right and wrong was. They knew a Messiah was promised. They just couldn't accept the fact that it was Christ. They knew, can I put it in our day? They knew what church was. They knew what sin was. They knew what being good, moral people was. But they could not, they just, I, I want to be good. I want to do good. But I, I, I just can't take, take all of Jesus. So here's the question. Here's a few questions we have about this. Why is it a stumbling block? For the Jews, first off, they required a sign. The Jews required a sign. These are moral people. They have a knowledge of God, but they're looking for something more. They have a knowledge of the law. They had heard about the Messiah. They know right and wrong. They just can't accept Christ as the Messiah. They're still holding on to the laws and traditions of their father. So the preaching of Christ is a stumbling block. There are people who would be saved, but they're not. What about the man uh, that came to Jesus, the rich young ruler? And he came and he told, he said, he said, what do I have to do? And Jesus said, well, you got to keep the law. And he said, I've kept the law all my, I've kept the law from my youth up. In Matthew 19, 22, he said, Jesus told him, by the way, before that, Jesus said, go sell all you have and give it to the poor. Right? You with me? In verse 22, it said, But the young man, when he had heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. The preaching of Christ, the message of Christ was a stumbling block. There are people who don't get saved because the preaching of Christ is a stumbling block. They know what they're supposed to do. They know what right is. They know what wrong is. And there's, and a lot of times, it's those, it's those individual sins that they, they just aren't going to give up. We tell people in order for them to be saved that they must repent of their sins and be born again. And we, and we indeed mean that they're repenting of the fact that they have a sin nature. But that is the, it is our sin nature that causes us to hold on and say, Lord, I would give you every part of my life, but I just ain't going to give that up. Never willing to fully yield our lives to Christ. The preaching of the cross is a stumbling block. So it's a stumbling block to them we understand it's a stumbling block to some of us. But it goes on and says in the rest of the verse, he said there, uh, to the Jews a stumbling block, but unto the Greeks it's foolishness. It's the same message. To one is a stumbling block. To the second one, it is foolishness. It's foolishness because the Greeks seek after wisdom. Why is it foolishness? It's foolishness because the Greeks, they have no moral compass. There is no right and there is no wrong. They have many gods. They'll make anything their god. And so, and, and it's very easy to relate that to our day. 
There's a whole, there's a whole uh, genre of people who, in our society that we deal with it, listen, they, they think what we're doing, it's not a stumbling block to them. They don't know, hey, I ought to be. These, these people who you say, uh, you talk to them, they go, well, I know I ought to be in church, but, but I just can't right now. I'll do it at another time. When I get ready, when I clean up my life, when whatever you want to fill in the blank, it's a totally different group. This group is going, that's just foolish. That's not, that doesn't, because any, everything is a God. Let me, let me give you a couple of verses or a couple of things. They had no more accomplice. They have no difference between right and wrong. They have their own truth. They, they, they are, are ignorant of the, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What did King Agrippa say? King Agrippa said, uh, to, uh, Paul begins to give King Agrippa his story, his testimony, and we're, we're doing that in our class. We're working on uh, being able to be a witness and, and how to talk to someone about Christ. And, and, we've been, and we just started last week talking about going back and going over the doctrine of salvation. But the truth is, we can boil all those things down and being a witness for Christ, you can boil it all down to telling someone what Jesus did for you the day you got saved. Really gets to be that simple. King Agrippa, when Paul gives this story, Agrippa says, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And in Acts chapter 26 and verse 29, and Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but, uh, uh, but also all that hear me this day. So, so Paul, so he said, almost, almost you persuade me. Acts chapter 17 and verse 16. This is where Paul was preaching. And uh, let me just read this text to you. He said, now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogues with the Jews and uh, the devout persons in the market uh, that met with him daily. Or, and I butchered that verse. But verse 18. Then certain philosophers of Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered them. And some said, what would thou babblers say? It's foolishness. The, the message of Christ to them is foolishness. Why? Because everything's a God. And that's where Paul preaches to them and says, hey, you have so many. You have this God to the, to the unknown gods. They wanted to be so covered that they had a God for whatever they were missing. So to them, the preaching of Christ was foolish. Now here's my question. What is it to you? What is the preaching of the, of, of the cross to you? When we encounter people and we're trying to talk to them about the Lord, we're sharing the gospel with them. That, that in, of, in of itself is the, that's the gospel. We're, it's the, it's, we're telling them about Christ. What is it to them? They're going to respond. The truth is, when we share the gospel, when we preach the gospel, they will respond. They're going to respond one of three ways. They're either going to hear the gospel of Christ and say, I would, but. Or they're going to say, I don't, I don't need that. I've got all these other gods. I've got my own way. The third way was found in our text in Romans 1 where he said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. 
So the truth is, what is the power of, what is the gospel to me? It's the power of God unto salvation. There's several things I wrote down about this, and, 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 I'll, and I'll be done. I don't have, I had more that I wanted to share with you, but I, I, think, I think we're there. So why does the, why is, so it can, so it can be foolishness, the preaching the gospel, gospel can be foolishness, it can be a stumbling block, or it can be power. So here it is. It's the power of God unto salvation in our text verse. Uh, in, in the text that we were in, in verse number 24, uh, he said, but unto them which are, are called, uh, he said, both Jews and the Greeks, uh, Christ, the power of God and of wisdom. So in that same thing, there's two times. Once it talked about being the power of God unto salvation. The second time it talked about being the power of God and of wisdom. Here's the truth. The preaching of the gospel for me. What is the cross to me? It's not a symbol. It's not something that, that I'm going to hang around my neck. It's not something I'm going to wear, just wear on a t-shirt. It's not something I'm going to carve out of a piece of wood. It's not something I'm going to hang from, from my rear view. But it's the power of God unto salvation. The preaching of the gospel, the, the cross, it is the power of God unto salvation. But if I read this correctly, it is not just the preaching, it's not just the power of God unto salvation, but it is the power of God and wisdom. It is the cross in my life. It is salvation in my life. It is Christ in my life. Listen, it is the power of God in my life. When my phone rings yesterday and my sister's like, hey, you need to sit down for a minute. I'm like, okay, well, this, I already know where this is going, but now who, who is it? She said, no, 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 I want you to I'm like, just tell me. Come on now, I'm grown. But the truth is, the way we face dark days, the way we live our lives and exercise our life in faith, it is in the power of the cross. All that I am, all that I do, is because of the cross and the effect of the cross in my life. So it's the power of God unto salvation. It's the power of God in verse 24 of, of God and wisdom. In 1 John 4, 4, he said this, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you. Talking about Christ. Christ is a representation uh, of the cross. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So the, the, the ability to overcome, it's the power of the cross. The, the ability to, to separate our lives from sin and to live for him, it's the power of the cross. Ephesians 6 talked about how that we were able to stand, withstand the enemy. He said, wherefore take you uh, the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand uh, in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. In Ephesians 6.15, he talked about how that there's the preparation of peace or the gospel of peace. It is the gospel, it is the gospel of the cross that allows us to do these things. It's the power of the gospel that brings life. It is the power of the gospel that brings love. It's, it brings peace, that brings understanding, that brings mercy. Galatians 2.20 said, if I, I said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in by faith. So the truth is, is that by life, I live daily in the power of the cross. There's only three responses that you're going to have to the cross. It's either stumbling block, 
I'll get to that eventually. I would, but. It is foolishness. Ah, there's so many other ways. We, uh, you know, it just, or it's the power of God in our lives. The way we walk through our trials, the way we walk, uh, the way uh, we raise our families, the way we live our lives, it's all through the power of the cross. What's it to you? Could be the difference between fine and fine. But what is it to you? It's more than just where I got saved. It's what I live, it's how I live my life. How do you pastor for 42 years in one place? It's the power of the cross in your life. It's the power of Christ in your life. How, how, do, how do we do the things that, that we are called to do? It's through the cross. Let's stand at our feet. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed.